to Mike Chank Waifu Waifu. coming out soon make sure you follow them on instagram at lube complex and on twitter at lube complex us um to see all the new launches coming up soon they got uh some new styles that's going to drop here shortly um check out their instagram stories and whatnot uh it's also brought to you by the only thing i didn't have up at all this time and Patreon producers, shout out to our Patreon producers AB and Brown, Dre the Goat G, Johnny from Anime Lyrical Podcast, Ked the Pro from Chaotic Culture Podcast. Got a question from him later. And Johnny, uh, explicitly Monique Williams and Nachi. Thank y'all so much for producing this and many other episodes of the podcast. We appreciate y'all. It means a lot to us. This episode, we're gonna bring you a couple of new things um, that we picked up. Shout out to TCBNYC. For that uh, Yakuza wreck And then Uncle from Another World We got uh, Quite a few things to discuss there I um I also I don't really have much to say on this Boruto front But I've been I've still been continuing it I'm almost caught up To it completely by the way Sheesh blowing through it Yeah so it was 259 episodes I'm on 240 uh, It's not good it's not good at all. Um, it's not like, getting good at all. I feel like I'm. I feel like it was was good, and it fell back down, and I'm into like filler, even though they're not calling this filler, and it's pissing me off. So it just, it just feel like filler. Just straight up feel like filler. I know it's not because it's this whole hidden mist village war that's about to start with these pirates and blah blah blah. It's just not. It's just not holding my attention. Speaking of uh holding my attention. We got a few things to talk about before we get into that though let's talk about uh our episodes of the week this week what's your episode of the week uh hear me out because <laughs> i know my episode of the week ain't, ain't gonna be your episode of the week but i just really enjoyed this episode this week call of the night i really enjoyed the episode this week it was it was it was it was a it was a real good episode for me it, it just felt like they're finally expanding mm-hmm. and like visually sonically and then like we got some 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 emotional ups and downs or like at least not the same emotional monotone we, we kind of been getting felt like good i was like i can kind of see where the future of this is gonna go so i was kind of happy yeah still very dry to me but outside of that something that's not dry it's not even close uh that's pharmacy from another world i don't know if i i think i gave it to it last week but this episode Unfucking believable mm-hmm. what it did in this show. It's, it's fucking incredible. This is definitely the surprise of the, of the year. Like, probably 
my favorite show this year so far, easily. Easily. The show this year? Yeah. You know, out of the new shit? Absolutely. You mean show. this season? This season, yeah. Sorry. Oh, yet. okay. I'm about to say, oh my I, I god, like, like summertime rendering ain't come out this year. I'm tripping. Yeah, I don't mean to say the year. I mean, like that episode sure. ain't just dropped. <laughs> right. Obviously, that could be episode of the week too. That's a fucking fat episode. We're gonna talk about that in the second half of the show after the break, which is gonna be summertime rendering Overlord season four, and uh, actually, my boy Ayanna Koji from Classroom of the Elite. So those are gonna be three spoilers after the second half of the show, after our music break. Um, so tell <coughs> before we get into the uh the things we picked up, we got two questions from Twitter. Yo. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at Mike Check Waifu. And on Instagram at Mike Check Waifu Waifu. But the two questions come from two of our Patreon producers. Jay Lee Trey from Anime Lytical Podcast and Chaotic Culture Podcast, my boy Ked the Pro. Uh, I mean, both of the questions are relatively the same, so I'm going to just read them both real quick. You said, other than Lucifer series, is there any other anime you're watching that has not met your expectations? And that's what Ked the Pro said. And Johnny says, Big- biggest disappointment series uh, so far in the summer season. Um, hmm, I guess those are two different questions for me personally. But biggest disappointment so far for me is uh, Call of the Night. I am not enjoying it. Uh, like I thought I would, it's not. Okay. It's not grabbing me. So it's, some about it is is super, super fucking dry. And like you said earlier, it still feels extremely small. Like it's, it's so tiny. Um, with these three people that they got in the show now, I don't, I don't really care about any of them. Um, mm-hmm. I don't really care about their situation at all. Where he's trying to become a vampire, she's trying to be, become closer to the main, the the, the schoolgirl trying to become closer to the main character because apparently she has a crush on him. Uh, but it's like whatever I don't give a fuck about any of that um, And then uh, I mean While Engage Kiss got better this week I still don't feel like it's as good as I thought it was going to be So I'm going to say that's another disappointment I thought it was going to be way better than it actually is But it's not bad It's not a bad show And then uh, One thing I did pick up this week And this is going to kind of segue into what we did pick up after before you know tell answers is the uh, uncle from another world. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I like what they do with the animation, right? How the animation looks different from the real world compared to the when he was in this anime world. I hate the storytelling. I don't like it at all. Um, so yeah, those are those are my biggest disappointments. We're gonna talk a little bit more about Uncle from Another World a little bit uh, later. But Polo pulled a tail and couldn't just choose one. No, I it did quite a few disappointing series this summer, to be honest for me. So, um I agree with the engage kiss big time. Um Yeah, not not really feeling that so far this summer. Um Shine on Bakamatsu Bad Boys is one I'm watching. I know Polo's not watching. I'm not gonna say it's like a, a disappointment, but like I felt like it was gonna be more than just like the typical shonen thing that we normally get mm-hmm. and it, it, it just felt more shonen this week <laughs> and then <laughs> yeah it just felt like heavy shonen this week and then uh i i enjoyed the uh the uncle from a um coming back from a a fantasy world mm-hmm. but uh what was it it was something else harem in a labyrinth of another world Ooh, fire i actually like that 
Um, it's okay. Like this episode was better, but like it's not. It's probably like my least favorite of this season so far that I'm watching. Really? Yeah. Like I, I think like like I said, I enjoy the Uncle from Another World better. Um, Call of the Night, I think it's just I, I do think it's okay, but I, I really enjoyed this latest episode. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's probably my least favorite of the season. Like every other one, anything else just seems like it's just doing either the same thing better yeah, yeah. or it just is better. Yeah. It's de- like, it's definitely feeling like the reoccurring stuff has been better, but like there's some situations in this season that I'm watching shows and I'm forgetting that I'm watching them. Like my Isakai life. I keep forgetting. I watched that. Mm-hmm. Black Summoner was excellent for me. Like it was a fantastic episode. This week was a, was a better Black Summoner episode. But as far as uh, the pro question goes, outside of Lucifer, which one am I dropping? I'm probably going to drop the uncle from another world. I only could watch one episode before I was just fucking done. Like, <laughs> it's just fucking just not, it's not funny for me at all. I'm not, again, so, I, like, I like the art and the art styles switches they do, but I just can't fucking stand the characters. I don't like the storytelling. I don't like who the uncle is and what he's about. I don't like it at all. So ironically, ironically, Everything that you like or surprised that I didn't laugh at with uh, Devil's a Part Timer, mm-hmm. I felt like this was funnier than That's Devil's a Part Timer. No man, there's no way. Like I just thought, I thought, I thought it was funnier than Devil's a Part Timer. Um, and I mean, I'm not gonna say it's better than Devil's a Part Timer because we only got three episodes of that mm-hmm. in comparison. Right. I think Devil's a Part Timer as a whole is probably better. But right now, if I'm like talking about a comedy series. I think this is definitely funnier. That shit was mad corny. It was so corny. It I mean, I like, watched three episodes, though. You watched one. Yeah, it seemed like it was trying so hard to be, like, um, self-aware. Too self-aware. Yeah. And I'm, I'm over it. <laughs> I was over it after the first episode. I see that. I'll say, for real, the only thing I really, really dislike, which, ironically, I guess, like, because you, you don't mind the art style. I don't like the art style at all. Yeah, like, I, I think. Yeah, I, I can see that, too. I think the art style is eerily disturbing. Like, but I and it's specifically him. But like, everything just looks so like it's. I know it's intentionally crudely drawn, but yeah. it looks unintentionally crudely drawn. It's kind of how it feels. Like it's unintentionally that they did it that way. And then there's like the one character who looks really smooth and good, but everybody else around that character looks crudely drawn. I think it's a just a position type of thing where it's like the the world the real world for our uncle is going to be cruelly drawn because it's crude it's a fucking crude real world reality that he's back into and but every time that they showed the in-game scenes it was normal animation it was normal normal anime look so it I, I that's the part i'm like oh that's just fucking dope that's a dope way of doing this type of situation because of the situation he's in they're trying to show the real life being as fucking just ugly as possible because for him it is and the world he coming from even though well, they called him an ogre so I guess that makes sense <laughs> even though he was ugly there too it, it was still like artistic but like I you know it was it was fucking super cool like it was just the, the whole cell phone jokes and the Amazon I'm like okay 
You, you ain't like the Sega jokes? No. I'm like, nah. Is... When he turned on the Sega Saturn and it was signed to Hedgehog, I was like, no, they tried too damn hard. It's, what's cool though is they, them actually using the names of real shit though. Like, you know how yeah. shows they can't do that because of budget reasons? They're actually mm-hmm. legit using the names. That's pretty cool. Um, but other than that, no. I mean, I'm going Maybe to that's use... why the animation is half bad. <laughs> Possibly shit. I am going to tell you something I did uh, get the uh, the nod in my main rotation though. This is what I'm going to watch every week. See, like oh. with, with the with the uncle one, I might come back to that one when it's done. Maybe if I'm if I literally have nothing else to watch, which is probably not going to happen. But I'm gonna just say it. I'm gonna just throw it out there because I it's it's not that it's Lucifer bad, right? It's just it's just not for me bad, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but the Yakuza the 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 babysitting Yakuza one I, I don't know the full title let me get the full title because I should do that proper because it's fucking this show yeah the Yakuza guy to babysitting this show was way better than it had any right to be absolutely incredible I'm talking for me personally and this might sound crazy this is on a level of spy family good for me <laughs> I'm like, this shit is so good for episode two I was invested in every single character in this show I was fucking, I was feeling welled up emotions and scenes. And I'm like, I only been here for three episodes. What the fuck is happening? Like, I felt sadness. I felt like legitimate excitement or happiness when when our main character was had legit happiness when our main character would step in and do whatever he, yeah, Taru would do whatever he do for the little lady. Uh, Like, I absolutely loved them too. Like, for it, un, undeniable cuteness, undeniable wholesomeness for Yakuza show that does seem, and TCB NYC was right, does seem to have more to it than what is actually being shown. And it's fucking it's so good. I want to know what happens to the wife. I'm invested in that. Seeing how she reacted to her mom and then seeing how he sought like help her get through that issue and her coming to like the realization of the, the fucking situation at hand with her mom it was so good it was so yeah. all of it was so fucking good truly truly a special show like it definitely made my main rotation damn 100%. you know that's one of the ones that I meant to watch this week and I missed it bro oh, okay. I got it I'm gonna get it next week though for sure because well, I was trying to spoiling some of it but no no you good because I, I meant to put it down in the notes for last week so I make sure to watch it bro, but it's right. in the notes this week I'm watching it we're gonna we're gonna talk about it you're gonna absolutely love it it's so fucking good like it's so it's like it's like it's, almost like the spy family mixed with uh what was that the uh the house house husband uh, oh, <laughs> I mean, kind of, kind of, yeah. But it's a lot less comedy, even though it still got some comedy in it. Still, like, just so it's I, more serious than comedy. Because I figure with that name, it's gonna be comedy, but it's it, you feel like it's got some serious tones to it. Then, because I know you said you felt like sadness. Yes, yes. So I mean, it, it's it's got levels to it. Okay, here it is. It's. Fuck! It's, it does have it's a fucking beautiful ass layered cake. It's um you got oh man fuck how can I explain this? You got the you got the yakuza aspect and the main character being basically the demon of this family. He's a literally a they call him a demon, not the mic check demon, but 
He's literally labeled as the demon of the uh, Sakurai, and he's actually a demon. Then you got the 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 family internals and how close they are, like as a legit family. And then you have the daughter of the boss, mm-hmm. and then you have her family, which is the boss, the what, the wife, and her. And then you got the situation to where it all comes together. And again, it's pieces of comedy in there between like, like sprinkles of it. it's not even. I'm not even gonna say it's a little bit of comedy because there's enough comedy in there for you to laugh, for sure. But there's so much like underlying seriousness and fucking just beautiful life. I don't. I don't know how to. It's life lessons, I guess. But it didn't really life lessons because this is for a little child. It's beautiful. It's absolutely beautiful. You understand her. Her situation, like you understand it and you empathize with it, and then you understand his situation, and you fucking believe that he's not going to be the um the the bumbling fool. You know what I'm saying? When you get thrown in the situation you're supposed to be uncomfortable with, he's not right. like that. He's fucking cool. He's about to be all the girls' husbandos. I can guarantee you that. By the way, um, he's just great. It's a great cast of characters. All of them so far are likable. The ones that I met. Every single one of them, even the character that was in there for two and a half, maybe three minutes. I'm like, this guy's fucking dope. <laughs> like, it's it's possible. And maybe if I would have watched the uncle one first before I watched this one, it'll be yeah. I would have a different story about the uncle one. But after watching this one, I and then going right into the uncle one, I'm like, man. <laughs> you That's have, not what I was expecting. Yeah, you gotta have some characters that grab me because this Yakuza <laughs> shit grabbed me in episode two, and I was ready to fucking almost cry. Like, was it two or three? I think it might have been episode three, but I digress. It was so fucking good. It was incredible. So, um, I kind of got a bit of a, a little not not like really a topic I want to touch on, but kind of a topic, right? Mm-hmm. Um, based on something you said earlier, you said like you kind of been watching some anime and you've been forgetting you watched it yeah, right yeah. like uh my izakai life and then you also mentioned how call of night really not hitting for you right now mm-hmm. let's let's kind of evaluate our sleepers real quick let's kind of okay. look at how, how what we think about them right now so yeah, like in. yeah i thought my episode for uh my izakai life this week it was cool it wasn't necessary. Like there was like, I guess the fighting moment, if you really want to dive into that, I thought that was cool, but it wasn't like obviously an amazing episode. Um, just had a, a good five second animation part. Um, that was, that was about it for the most part. And then, um, our character obviously hiding, trying to hide that he was the one who, who did what did what he did defeat the dragon or whatever. Um, so how see, how are we feeling man. about that so far? My easy guy life. I see. I, again, that episode was really good, and I do think the show is really good still. Like I, I it's no nothing about it I dislike. Um, yeah, I, looking at it, I, I didn't, I forgot what the episode was about until you mentioned him killing the dragon. Like, yeah, but that's what that's I'm saying wild. though, right? It like. Like you saying the episode was good, but if you forgot you watched it more or less, like was it really it that really good? good? Yeah, um, I do think so. Yes, and the reason why, and I'm, I'm gonna say this is because that comes out in five hours, which means that it drops on Monday. <laughs> yeah, so you're gonna watch it on Monday, right after we finish recording. Exactly. So right after I finish editing, the, sorry, my mind of focus for the YouTube viewers. 
right after I finish editing the podcast, I watch it. And then after that, I got literally seven days before I'm watching, eight days before I'm watching something else. So it's like, you know, it's not, I don't think it's its fault. I think it's my fault because I got, because I also forgot I watched Vermeil and Gold. Yeah. Vermeil and Gold was another good fucking episode. Now that I just thought about, I'm looking at my Annie list. Make sure you follow me on Annie list at annielist.co slash p slash polo born flop. That, that fucking could have been episode of the week too because it was such a good fucking fight between the, the one of the presidents and our main character. It's a fucking fantastic show, but that comes out every Tuesday. So okay, like, so timing is important, obviously, yes. with these. Mm-hmm. There, okay, this I think this season is spread into like a fucking sandwich. You got um two. Two shows that's out on Mondays. Mm-hmm. Classroom of the Elite and My Isekai Life. And then Tuesdays, you got Overlord, Vermel and Gold, and that's it. But then the rest of the shit comes out like Thursday, Saturday, yeah, Friday, Saturday, Thursday yeah. Friday, Saturday. So it's like, <clears throat> man. It's it's tough to uh, it's tough to kind of keep track, and, sh- and shout out to y'all that's doing week to week with us. Um, for a lot of these shows, I know a lot of y'all don't really do week to week. Y'all like to binge stuff. Um, and that may be a better experience, but I I enjoy. I grown <laughs> while doing this podcast. I've grown to enjoy the week to week of it all. Yeah, when you got a lot of shit to watch. So, all right, I feel. Like this episode of My Easy Car Life was was okay, right? Like I felt like it was we got that fight in the beginning, and then it just went kind of you know kind of chill. Um, I really enjoyed this episode of Call of the Night this week, but you wasn't feeling it as much as I was. Yeah, um, now you 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 kind of explained how you felt about it, right? Right. Um, and it's I find it funny that you know I'm feeling yo <laughs> your sleeper better than than I'm feeling mine, but you I mean you seem like you like My Easy Car Life a little bit better, but. Um, nah. Okay, that, that's cool. That's cool with yeah, me too. They're about, they're about equal to me. Um, Call of the Night, this like, and I, I get it because there's not a lot of characters, so there's not too much depth on like how these interactions go. Um, and they haven't, which, which like, like I said, some parts I can agree on with this. They haven't really delved too much into, um, like extra emotions into this, right? Mm-hmm. Like our character, he wants to fall in love so he can become a vampire, but like he has no real like we have no real reason why he would even want to fall in love so it's almost like a, a, a baseless relationship i mean his motivation is to become a vampire but like there's no like that's not a regular motivation for love right like that's not something we used to dealing with um and it's also unreasonable for the most part <clears throat> but uh we kind of get this like interaction right where he he has a friend that he completely almost forgot about basically right because he doesn't really know the definition of a friend and to me sometimes i get i can agree with that because i have people that have called friends for years Mm -hmm. but then like for instance you know like you are my brother Mm -hmm. right so like realistically like people like no that's just your friend but to me like i'm not gonna i'm not gonna call you my friend you're my brother so i address the relationship different but he's asking like you know do you just assume your friendship with people right like how do you know someone is a friend and i I thought that was a a good 
a good question because sometimes like we have these relationships with relationships with people and we talk to them every day but does that mean that they're a friend monique when i was in college we could have talked every day i don't hurt the way she handles her friendships if we talked every day she still might not have necessarily considered me a friend it's just because you know it depends on some kind of emotional connection and whatnot right so like i thought that and that in itself was just bringing in a little bit of the thought provoking like where where this episode or where this can go in terms of like maybe maybe our character main character does have more friends than he thought maybe these relationships can run deeper than he initially thought and he maybe it's going to be a struggle between him trying to choose between being a night person you know maybe he's going to beat his insomnia after he finds out maybe he has more than just one friend in his regular life you know uh um, I just think that's your uh, intelligence speaking. I think that's. <laughs> I really do. I don't think this show is that smart. Uh, it's just. It's just not. It's just a, a simple love story that is trying to develop between two characters that aren't at first really at love, going to find love. I, I don't. I don't think they're going to be or reach as deep as you're reaching, because what you're saying makes a hell of a lot of sense and it'll make for a good ass show because i think that's i, I think you're an intelligent person who sees stuff I, I appreciate that sees the deeper in the in the fucking in the in the rice cake like thickness of of shit like this shit is <laughs> it's just this shit is it's it's thin man it's 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 but what if paper, it bro. but what if it does get that good though you know yeah. like and I'm, I'm only saying this because like and, and this is why i'm saying it when we first started watching summertime render right and we we can't necessarily compare everything to summertime render but when we first started watching on, summertime render and we got five episodes in we was like yo i don't understand how anything can be this good and then keep getting better right yeah. like we we literally was like how much more depth can it add and week after week, it's getting more and more depth. Now, I'm not saying this had a summertime rendering kind of beginning. At all. So we don't, I'm not going to say it's that. But I do think that, you know. You think that there's depth here. That there can be depth is what I'm saying. Mm. I think that what, what, what we've seen in this episode was displayed shows that there, there can be character yeah. depth. I, now, I don't like. Because to me, it, it really feels like to me, there's only one character with actual emotion in this show, and that's the vampire, right? But the two humans, for whatever reason, are extremely monotone, extremely like baseline, just like that's they just this, that's it. I want I would love to see more out of the actual humans instead of almost feeling like they're the vampires and the vampire is, is the actual human character who has emotion or an understanding of the world. Okay. I think you're making up this depth. I think the depth for you is an imaginary thing that you want it to have. Because look at what we're watching, okay? Mm-hmm. Overlord has depth. Engage Kiss is showing way more depth than even Call It a Night. It's not as good. It's not good. I mean, it's, I'm not okay. Engage Kiss is not bad either, but it's not good. It's just, it's just not. It's okay. It's a definitely okay. It's mad okay, but it has more depth. Actual depth is fucking parallel world pharmacy that's mm-hmm. fucking depth um made in abyss we already know the depth of that so i'm not even gonna <laughs> they say that. literally depth that's <laughs> literally, literally what they do <laughs> exactly exactly and then summertime rendering like when you know you know 
Montel Williams knows when an anime has depth. Like you, mm-hmm. when you see an episode of a show, you know, oh, that's got a lot of depth there. This Yakuza one got a lot of depth. This fucking even a couple of cuckoos that's from last season has some depth here. Call of the Night, I think you're trying to manufacture the depth because it. I'm trying to give it a chance, bro. You're trying to give it a chance. And to be honest, man, I don't think it's going to have the depth you think. I think it's going to be just this romantic comedy that's going to slowly build to them falling in love with each other. Not understand what love is, but they're going to slowly start to see it. And it's just going to be this kind of half-baked love story that's it's probably going to be fine. It's not going to be a bad show, but I don't see it. I don't see it being anything deeper than that. Mm. You know what I'm saying? I, I kind of hope with it, but I, I sincerely hope that when we get to the end of the season, you're wrong. <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. I, I would love to be wrong. I just don't feel like. But I feel like you know. I mean, I kind of see. I kind of see a point, right? Like, like Summoner has depth. Fire. Yeah, but I do. I do kind of see a point. You know, like where obviously I want. I want this to have more depth, right? So I'm looking at where it's going. I'm looking at where where yeah, it can be. Because right? you're taking so the emotions of him just, of his monologue talking about how, you know, is she mad at me? Like that, that wasn't even, like that was just basic human emotion. Is yeah. It's like to fight with somebody, but is that depth? But it, it does show a bit of, character growth from our character because we he he's never had an argument with anybody right right so he doesn't even know what that's like and if he has had an argument he probably can't recall but we also got to see that you know this character um like i said he's had people in his life who may consider him friends and stuff like that so to me i'm thinking like you know our character has more in his life than he knows mm-hmm. or even can recall. So what's caused this insomnia, this depression that makes him want to just say, I want to be a, a person of the right, night. I don't want right. to be a regular daytime person anymore. That's, that's what I'm seeing. So I, I get it. I entirely get it, but I, I more or less just kind of wanted to evaluate how we were looking at these shows again, mm-hmm. because, you know, like I said, I really was feeling this, this call of the night episode yeah. to me. I thought it was a, a much better episode and, I, I mean, I, I'm I, also enthralled with the with the artwork of it because yeah, I feel like beautiful. every every scene is almost wallpaper worthy when it comes to like them walking through the city and shout like, God damn! <laughs> That's where all the depth went. <laughs> <laughs> the yellows and the purples and shit. Yeah, no, so much depth there. You're absolutely right. It's a beautiful fucking show, and it sounds it. The sound is great. It's just the characters are fucking boring and you I, I think you hit the nail right on the head with this one the vampire is the most interesting and intriguing character with the most depth <laughs> funny enough and uh, I just I don't know I don't know I think I think it, it has it, it still can get better though you know I'm not gonna say it's not uh, I think it still can get better you know what's what um, I'm also disappointed by I wonder why the admission is earlier but that um the the man I hired is uh, recently is mysterious. Really, that shit is Duke of Death and is made, but not Duke of Death and is made. It's it's almost the exact same fucking thing, but not even close. If that makes that doesn't make any sense. Wait, let me let me back up. So he said it's the same thing, but not even close. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, so the, I, let me let me give a quick synopsis yes, of what please, I think you mean. Please, yes, I think you mean 
they going for the same thing, but it's a flat tire. Yes, <laughs> yes, because you don't have the situation to where he can't touch the maid, like the, the the dude can't, like he can't touch anything because it'll die. And then you don't have this maid that's, I mean, the maid is mysterious, but you could tell, like you could you could see the through line of the story, fucking like you could just see where they got the inspiration from. I guess even if they didn't, yeah. it's just Duke of Death and his maid came out first. So it just feel like coffee with uh like that's been left out too long. Yes. Because she's is she mysterious? Not really. But that's the point. <laughs> but it's in the name. But that's the point. She's the point is her actually not being mysterious, but the the master of the house making her out to be mysterious. Which is which can be interesting and and the way they interact is adorable and it's cutesy or whatever, but I don't I don't see it being as good as Duke of Death, not even close. So maybe I'll let this stack up and watch that later. I got I got two things to say. One, are those transitioning shades? No. Cause I I'm like, why Polo got these glasses on? They look like they they turning into uh no, <laughs> into just, sunglasses, like they about to they block your tent a little bit. They just got the um what you call the stigmatism protection on them or whatever. I got so, you. And my second yeah. thing. What's up? Um, my second thing is for everybody who's listening, you know, y'all all pick sleepers, you know, before you start the season. So I'm just asking, you know, go ahead and uh, drop some tweets. Let us know how you evaluate your sleeper for the season. Um, mm-hmm. Let us know if you think your sleeper is actually good. If yeah. you wish you had picked something else, but you know, we sticking with them. Yep, we sticking with them. We absolutely sticking with them. Um, can, just, all right, look, I know, I know, we don't want to go into spoilers too much, but can we talk a little bit about Made in Abyss? Man, it's so good. It's I know I know y'all y'all I don't I hope y'all don't get tired of it, but we gush over Made in Abyss a little bit. Yes. Um y'all know how we feel about it. Um this episode and I love how like it's it doesn't necessarily need to be action oriented in this anime for us to kind of see and just feel things, you know? Because there's constant presence in terms of like how how things affect our main characters and whatnot, right? Um, the the thing what happened with Mania, Oof. I was salty. Ah. I was like, yo. <laughs> and then what happens immediately after that? We feel like, okay. Imagine if she had took that piece of paper, right? Because there was value assigned to the paper. That you know, she knows that her mother may have drawn that page. If she had taken that piece of paper because she values it so highly, what would have happened? Uh, well, no, it wouldn't have been what she valued it as. It would have been what the the vendor valued it as. But I don't, I don't think that's how they explain value, right? That, that's because, exactly how they explained it. Because it's it's what that what Minya meant to her, not mm-hmm. to the person who grabbed her. You know what I'm saying? The person that grabbed her, Minya just was a fucking stuffed animal. So that's why he just did that. If she would have grabbed the paper from the vendor, the vendor said, this is a piece of paper that I own. The paper didn't mean that that much. She may have have lost a couple of fingers. But to her, if she would have had that paper and the vendor took it from her, which obviously we know that the paper means fucking the world to her because it's from her mom. Right. That fucking vendor would have been ripped to fucking shreds. <laughs> obviously. <laughs> yeah. But like, I just think, I think that concept is actually kind of, kind of mad cool because fucking it's like, cool shit. like these people, like if we even think about like when they talked about, cause they said something about, and like a little bit of a spoiler alert, they said that they, they gave up their original bodies to have 
these forms, right? Like when they became part of this land, like what is like, was that them assigning value to their actual ambitions? Cause they said they took on forms that follow their, their desires. And I'm like, yo, <laughs> like these people, they fit and they, like they said it in this, they fit the look when they talked about like the one who wants to like cut into people and stuff like that. But obviously you just can't do it because, you know, uh, value reasons and whatnot, but it's still like the way that this is put together, the way they, the way they do this is always just so great for me. Made in Abyss, they do this so well when it comes to like, just putting emphasis on things that we aren't prepared to even know that that's like that's going to be emphasized, you know? Yeah, and just the the rules of the abyss is fucking out of this world, literally and figuratively. It's it's I don't want to get in, any more into it because that's yeah. going into the spoiler talk well, territory. But well, it's one one more thing when you special. before you done, you don't you don't mind that we kind of get introduced to newer rules as we go into different depths and layers of the abyss because I think that's so cool. Yeah, there's no way I would. Yeah, of course I don't mind that because it's, it's like every it's, layer has its own. They set that rule up from the episode one of the show when they discuss mm-hmm. what the abyss is. Like they they said nobody knows what the fuck this depth is. Like this, it's it's un uh, unthinkable, right? Yeah. And then when you're going through season one and you're going through her, you know, her mom shit, right. it's, it's even more so crazy. And well, I guess I'm saying like, also, I love how like the rules kind of change a little bit. Like you go down let's say you go, up, go down a little bit, you go up, your curses, you just get a little sick, go down a little bit more, you go back up the curses, you, you start to hallucinate a little bit, go down a little bit more, you go back up and the curse is like, okay, now you bleeding from every orifice. And well, it's like to be to be <laughs> fair, on. it's it's not it's not it's not or it's a and yeah <laughs> so yeah you know what I mean yeah, you know yeah, what I mean yeah. not or. Yeah, I'm, I'm clarifying it for them so it's a it's an and thing so he everything tell said you get those and on top of it it's awful yeah. it's awful it's it's a great show it's an unbelievable show <laughs> um let's see before before we go into uh, get to know my check wife wife well, I do have to say this. Everybody needs to watch a, uh, uh, a parallel world pharmacy or whatever. I need let me get the fucking title right. Parallel world for oh, I've been getting the title right this whole time. <laughs> parallel world I, pharmacy. I agree. Everybody watch that and everybody watch Ruby. Mm-hmm. I still ain't even touched it. I know you didn't. Because <laughs> your Annie list don't say you touched it. Yeah, <laughs> true. <laughs> let's uh, let's get to know my check wife for waifu. This is a part of a podcast where one of us rolls a random number generator associated. Wait, how I go? You get to know us by a random question that we read. All right. <laughs> Tell turn to read the question. My turn to roll a random <laughs> generator. 16 questions. Number 14. You can only choose one superpower. Which one do you take? We answered that via before a user question. But if I had one to take, it would probably be like flight flight yeah i want to be able to fly wherever i want mm-hmm. um that's not, dope but not no like bitch flight you know i want i want like superman as like fast you want to be able to fly as fast as speed of light kind yeah, of yeah that kind of shit. <laughs> Mo- uh, Mo- we had this conversation with monique monique was like she gonna choose super speed 
and she gonna rob every bank. <laughs> I'm like, babe, just bring the money home, <laughs> deposit it right into our account. Right. Um, let me see. I I want invulnerability. Right. I don't really need like super strength or anything like that. I kind of just want invulnerability. I want like if someone try and cut me, the 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 knife, sword, scalpel breaks, mm. and I want. I just want to be tough. I want to be able to jump into a, a volcano, look around, and be like, "All right, I'm gonna swim back up to the surface now." Interesting. Okay. Yeah, no. Okay, I, I see that. I see that. At first, I, I'm not gonna lie to you. At first, I'm like, "What the fuck is he talking about? Invulnerable? Why don't you yeah. get power so you just avoid being hit?" Period. But then again, if you want to do shit like swimming a volcano, oh, or anything though, right? And I'm, I mean, when I say invulnerability, I also mean like if I go into the in the ocean, like I don't have to worry about breathing, mm-hmm. you know. Or if I yeah. go into space, I can just go in space and be like, oh, this is kind of dope. I like being on but on the moon. The problem with that, though, is you got to take a rocket there still, motherfucker. I can fly. Aha. Yeah, you right, though. But <laughs> <laughs> what you going to do? You going to just fly up there and yeah, just right. be like, hold up. I can't, I can't breathe. breathe. <laughs> <laughs> Let me go back to Earth to get my space suit because <laughs> I can't fucking breathe. You going to fly in the bottom of a volcano, Polo? Uh, and I guess, no. the, I guess that's the problem with that question because like, you only get one. Right, that's the thing, <laughs> and I, I'm cool with getting one. I just, you know, if I can be invulnerable. Now I do want to die when I hit a certain I age. I, I don't, I don't want to live forever. I was just about that was my next question. Nope, but I want to, I want to die at like a, a hundred. But it, but in the meantime, I want to be able to walk through a. I don't know. I want to get struck by lightning and be like, oh, that didn't, that didn't do nothing. <laughs> I feel that. Okay. <laughs> Go ahead and chill in that tornado and just yeah, just let it throw me around. Just wherever I land, I land. Like, oh, that's nice. I just flew to another state. So Polo Polo had to get up and fly himself. I just jumped into (laughs) a tornado. So, with your invulnerability, do you not feel pain? Then is that is that? I mean, either way, I'm gonna be honest with you. If if I'm invulnerable and I feel the pain, I guess like realistically, it's only skin deep. You know. Because mm-hmm. if they, if I if I'm invulnerable to where it can't penetrate my skin, it only touches the outside of my skin, and that's all that that has any kind of pain. I'm not gonna hold you. I fucking hate paper cuts, though. That's the only time I cry like a little bitch if I get paper. <laughs> but eventually, though, let's be real though. If you if you are invulnerable to actually being hurt, eventually you're gonna be like, okay, well, it's all mental at this point. Or a hangnail, bro. Ooh. I got a hangnail, hangnail, yeah, it ain't beautiful. A hangnail, hangnail, hanging from it, my man. cuticle. I can't do it. <laughs> Probably like a, little, like a little something. Nah, bro. Uh, Apollo had a hangnail and I had to tear it off, and he was like, "That ain't it." I think I got one right now, actually. Yeah. I was like, first of all, boy, you are. I think he was like three at the time. I was like, you are a toddler. How are, how do you have unmoisturized hands in a hangnail? <laughs> how does that happen? I thought y'all hands. I thought y'all stayed moisturized until you hit five. <laughs> Let's get to this break. When we come back, we're gonna spoil summertime rendering Overlord Four and Classroom of the Elite Season Two. Um, y'all gonna like this break song. Um, make sure you uh, rate. Mike check waifu waifu wherever you listen so if you listen to apple podcast rate us there spotify give us five stars um amazon podcasts 
fucking anywhere you listen to podcast and you can rate stuff rate us uh we'll appreciate that we'll be right back after this Waifu, 
As always, make sure you check out newcomplex.com. Use the offer code WAIFU to save on your entire cart. Follow us on Twitter. I might check WAIFU. We are about to spoil <clears throat> summertime rendering. What a fucking brilliant episode. Episode. Let's 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 get the episode name in there. Episode 15, 14. Yep. Was. It wasn't 15. I thought it was 15. It was 15. Yeah, my analyst did an update. Rip. Okay. Yeah, episode 15 of, of Summertime Rendering. Shit was phenomenal, man. Unbelievable. Unfucking believable. Yeah. I said this on Twitter. When I think of 10 out of 10 anime, it's not a lot of them. Mm-mm. But god damn it, Summertime Rendering right now is a fucking 10 out of 10. Um, Has not missed a single episode. Not one week missed. And I love, and we said this before, I love how things in the past get more context as we go on. Mm-hmm. And then they just present us with new shit that be like, don't forget this anime is amazing. It's like they telling us every every week. This this anime is amazing, bro. Don't keep watching. Just just keep staying tuned in. Was that was that two weeks ago or <clears throat> one week ago where we found out Ushio can transfer the memories from a loop? Uh, last week. And with that, she crew, could share the memories. Now we know she can transfer them. Yeah, go ahead. Our crew fucking plan pl- the plan popped the fuck off after. We came back from him being sniped in the fucking face. Like when we came back, I'm like, oh shit, Shinpei, we did exactly what we thought. He was gonna figure the shit out. Like, okay, they understand this loop situation, and he broke that shit down beautifully with that whole, with the whole. Oh my god, he broke it down so well with the whole time thing, and and and, and like the the rocks falling behind him, and it was like he fucking perfectly gauged. He was on his fucking Leo shit. Like it was so good, so thoughtful with. How he figured that shit out. And what made it better is like, I love how they did the plan, right? Mm-hmm. Like, they didn't necessarily demonstrate the plan to us. Right. It, it started off with him in the kitchen making a sandwich. He like, oh no, what happened? And then he kind of get a little recollection of him getting shot. He's like, oh. No, he didn't goes. get the recollection. He, well, well, yeah, because, we'll you know, they, they showed us, like, the little quick scene. But then he goes back and says, you know, this had to happen. Talked about how it was a bad idea to have Nezu so far away. They found out that it couldn't have been a sniper. It couldn't have been a, a shadow gun because the shadow gun can only go 50. The bullet can only go 50, meter, 50 meters if it's a clone bullet, right? Mm-hmm. I'm like, we getting details. The shadow clone stuff like not the actual shadows can only go 50 meters from the main shadow um before it's no longer a real thing so now we know that there's actual range to this and then they they kind of like they ex when they ex- start to execute the plan it was like beautiful because like we see uh shide and hein pull up with like a little little Army. gang of shadow people mm-hmm. and it's just <sighs> shinpei standing up front like yo what's up and as soon as like they kind of get the the battle going and we see him like essentially more or less disappear because uh ushio's running away with him i'm just like yo (laughs) it's about to get but i didn't think it was about to get this active like how active this episode got like this was way more than i expected in terms of like action for this anime But they did it so well. It was like they didn't skip a beat. Like everything felt properly animated. And 
and the pacing was just on point. So as soon as it started, it just kept going until that was the end. What it was for me, it was, oh my God, it was, it was a beyond tip of the scale. It was an unbelievable episode because of the contrast between the episode prior to this one. Like the contrast between those two, where it was fucking, you thought just nothing but despair. Like absolutely despair when it came to them figuring out that, you know, killing Shinpei faster would speed up the loop uh finale, basically. We realized that he only had one more loop after he was sniped. Learning that also gave us a sense of dread. So we know during this episode that they had to win or else it was it. That was it. That was over. When he got shot in that gym, yep. I'm like, three shots, man. Because it was like, it was like, it was like abdomen, lung, chest. And I'm like, yep, it's just fucking over. It's fucking over. And I'm like, wait, why is he still talking and doing all this moving and jumping around and shit? And he pulled up the shirt and it was a bulletproof vest. I'm like, this mm-hmm. motherfucker, man. Incredible. Incredible we, show. We also found out that the shadows are weak to fire. Mm-hmm. Normal except for except for Shide because I mean while it slowed him down it could not kill him but you know what I also loved about it mm. the voice acting for Shide that went into the like robotic like the rendering was off mm-hmm. because of the shadow the 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 uh, fire was messing with him yep amazing but on top of that how the how like the shadows get out of that how Hine she just like breaks and just says forget all this. She scans the air in the gymnasium and takes it all out. Just <laughs> deletes all the oxygen, and I'm just like, what? Yeah, it was it, fucking incredible, man. It's it's so what it does is it gives me so much interest into what the shadows are. Well, we we kind of know that she's a god or whatever, but like, I, I want to go. And I think it will. Obviously, I'm not worried about it. Not explaining this, right? It, it seems to always do. But I want more depth into the shadows' origin, right? Like how they were created, um, what brought them to this island, or what were they just? Were they the island itself? Like, there's just so much stuff that I, that I think about with this show that it's un, it's um, I can't. I can't wrap my head around everything that goes on in the show because it's just that special. There's shit that that I'm thinking about that's over fucking over there. But <laughs> when I think about something over there, something over here pops up and I'm like, fuck, but what about this? What about that? So what you think about that part with Shiori, where Shiori popped up, um, which is essentially the consciousness of Shiori actually showing up with the eye change and everything like that. Um, I just think that was. Just we, I feel like sad. the shadows really have like the the mentality of the person, right? Because they, if you copy everything that's there, you know, the only thing that we don't know that can really be copied is like the spirit or soul or something. We don't know if that's even a thing that can be manifested in that. We don't know how that works, right? The consciousness of an actual person, but if all the memories, all the the feelings and stuff were copied, that probably was really how. You know the shadow or the the shiori felt. You know she knows that. You said 
you said we know we don't know if they can copy the soul of the person. Yeah, because like, and and this is this is I, I guess getting spiritual because like, if there is a soul for a person, right? How do we know if that's actually the soul, right? That's like if I said, yes. "Polo, I'm gonna take your brain out of your body and put it into another body." The answer is yes. Now I know I know that's your brain. I know, but but it's yes. the same thing with like if you go into a coma, right? If you go into a coma, tell in thirty years, tell you wake up and that's tell. is that still you? Tell Ushio is living proof that you can copy the soul of the person that they're copying. It's not just consciousness. It's not just memories. It's it's Ushio. She is the defect defective soul that is the epitome of what exactly you're talking about. It's her. but how. How? Because how can she be that when at one point there was two of them? It's they, were, they were both that's, together. That's she can't be both of them. She she can be. That's why she has the ability to detach the the control of mother to the other shadows, i.e. what they're about to do to Mio. Now that they captured Mio. They captured Mio. She's about to detach uh Detached mother from from Mio, which means that it's going to be two Mios with the same. And they even they even talked about this with Mio uh, a few times because Mio, the shadow, still has that that uncontrollable love for Shinpei. And mm-hmm. like you, can, you can sense it within her within her uh, lack of a better term spirit because it's it's just a part of her it's not just copy memories it's not just copy conscience it's all i think it's all of that the thing is so, they they just move and this is about to sound cliche as fuck but they just move different so <laughs> literally this going this going to become extremely philosophical here real quick right because and and this is why i say this they said when when we got to first see mio and or Ushio and Ushio together, right? They said that she doesn't necessarily have the same memories. Like what happens with one Ushio's memories, the other Ushio doesn't necessarily remember, you know, unless it's already explained to her, right? So they're not, they're not philosophically, they're not the same person. Like they are the same person in terms of like their love and intention. But let's say you take one Mio and or Ushio and put it on the other side of the world and take the other Ushio and put it on the other side of the world and they, they, they're going to have similar concepts right now but in 10 years are they going to be the same person no not even close tell me <laughs> tell me what makes them, tell me what makes them different so this, this is what I'm saying is what makes them different and I'm only saying this because this is a current experience I have my current uh, manager at my job right she has a fiance he is in a coma for three months woke up his mind, his memory has no memories of anyone he's ever loved, right? So that person he remembers he doesn't he didn't really even his own name. That person, yes, is the same person, but they don't have any memory recollection of who they were before. So if they act completely different, your example you know, is mute. No, nah, I'm act- I'm not. I'm not saying that he's a different person, right? Like, because obviously his soul is still there, but cognitively that he could literally change into an entirely different person and never be the person you ever knew again. That's what I'm saying is like these people, they have the the capacity to change. And I know, like I said, that's why I'm saying this is getting like philosophical because the Ushio that we know, yes, she loves Shinpei, but she has the capacity to change in a way that would be 
relative to what our regular Ushio would be, but we have no way of verifying that both Ushios would grow parallel, you know, in the exact same way if they were both there. You're talking about the growth of these individual people, right? Doesn't change the fact that Ushio is still Ushio. If you put Ushio in Japan and Ushio in America, they grow up with two different cultures. Guess what? They're still Ushio. It doesn't delete the fact that she's that she's not Ushio. If now, so which one has the soul? Which one is? They both share the same souls. What you saying? No, because what 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 I think you're getting confused is if she was controlled by mother, guess what she would be a part of? She'd be part of a hive mind, right? Her whole she would be part of that hive mind that. Mio is that everybody that they copy, she will be a right. part of that. She right. isn't. She so I agree with that. She is so what I'm Ushio. So yeah. what I'm saying is when they do the same thing to Mio, right? Because Mio's currently connected to the hive mind. Mm-hmm. Does Mio automatically just say, Oh, now we share the same soul? I'm, both, I'm Mio. But they they both are Mio souls. Yes. Because what summertime running does is it's a true and true copy of that one thing except for what's the one thing that they talk about with anatomy objects it's it's an exact they say that every time it's an exact copy of that Mm -hmm. anatomy object it just doesn't it just has a limited ammo i think is what what the difference is right because they just the only thing different between these copies is they move different either you're a part of the hive mind you 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 just you're just a fucking uh, 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 what's a, a reaper from Mass Effect, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> or your who your copy is just a copy of that person, but you just move different. So, like, regardless of of how if if again if you said you were absolutely right about it, if you separate them, they they grow up differently and they they have different personalities at some point because they just they just grew up differently. That doesn't change the fact that they're still the same person. That person is that person, regardless of what whatever happens on the other side of the world they're just they're just perfect copies that happens to be growing up different like like fucking twins just think of it like that you can think of it like that twins can one twin can go into the ground the other twin can't <laughs> like, yeah but um what i'm saying though is the twins essentially both you would view them as having two different souls i guess, I, I guess it's that's what i'm saying one twin will be you know bad. they got two different souls and you know that's what hitler and all I'm trying to figure out, you know, about them. but they have two different souls. It's not like they split one but entity. That's, uh, again, that's that was a bad example because again, <laughs> what summertime rendering is is copy. It's supposed to be a complete copy, yeah, an exact copy of but, whatever. But that's that's what's confusing is that like if you make a copy, right? Like if I make a copy of a photo, right? Let's say I copy a photo on my computer right now. Or let's say I go into Photoshop, make a, a wallpaper, and I'm not going to copy and, and save that wallpaper a second time. It's going to say that same wallpaper, but like wallpaper one instead of the original same exact thing, right? So is it? It's the same visually, but it's not the same file. It's the same thing. Still, it's still I, that picture though, right? Yeah, but it's not the same file. It's you the, get what I'm saying, bro? I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. I see exactly. It's what like you're saying. it's like a different save file in a video game. Even you know, it's just. You got a backup, right? But it's not the exact same. So that's all it, I'm saying. Yeah, and again, with the way they with the way they move in this show, it's, yeah, they made it pertinent to to for you to understand that it's an exact copy. They they explained it multiple times with the objects. They explained it between the two Ushios, 
and and how they the only well, like when she got her memory back, that's when she became the Ushio of the Ushio we know. Like when she mm-hmm. got her memory back after I think the third loop or some shit like that, whatever it was. So but, that would mean that the Ushio that was just a copy is gone then, right? She had no, to disappear. No, she still that's the Ushio that's the copy is the Ushio we got now. But she got her memories back. So what you're saying is like once she got her memories back, she is the original Ushio now. She's she's a, still a copy, but she's 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 Ushio one, like you said with your with your 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 wallpaper. But guess what? The wallpaper is still the same. Mm-hmm. She's just it's just wallpaper one versus wallpaper. <laughs> so it's it's a very convoluted way of saying it. it's the same goddamn thing. Which no, I'm saying it's which, the same, but it ain't the same. Is what but, I'm trying to. Say. Yeah, but which brings me to the point that what's going to happen with this extra meal? I think they're going to get mad creative with how they def- how they finish off this festival. Yeah, you know, you know what disappoints me about this anime? It's coming to an end soon. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> That's the only disappointment. Because now I need, like, fucking, we got Mio's about to be a part of the crew with Mio. <laughs> and I guess hopefully that answers the question that we're having right now. Right. And maybe we'll be able to see, like, okay, with the two Mio's both detached, well, you know, Mio being OG Mio, and then the Mio detached from Mother's Hive Mind. Yeah. Uh, go ahead, go ahead. Does that make the. The two meals just be the exact same thing. They both love Shinpei. They both are shy and, and bashful and, and whatever. They both fucking whatever. But the the Mio one can slide in the in the ground as a shadow, right? So I guess I guess we'll I guess we'll figure that out. <laughs> we gonna see come soon. I mean, we ain't got that many. Um, sad, man, it's sad that it's about to end. Well, but what I was about to say is about, uh, about, We got 10 episodes that? left bro But that's not enough <laughs> <laughs> No, I'm just joking, I'm just joking. It's 10 episodes left And they already about to be at like The final showdown But it don't feel like we really It feel like we about to be at the final showdown yeah. But it don't feel they, like we really about to be at the final that. showdown Yep Yep, because I know, it's, and it's fucking crazy Because what you just said Don't make sense But it makes a whole lot of fucking sense because it don't feel like we're about to be at the it, we it feels like we're about to be at the final showdown, but it don't but like we don't feel like that. Do it feel like we watched fifteen episodes of this already? Cause to me, I'm gonna be real, I feel like we only watched eight episodes. I'm not gonna lie to you, it feel like I watched twenty five already. Really? But yeah, it feels like I watched a lot. But I can't Cause you download every time you look at it, you just like, man, <laughs> everything that happened. Exactly. And it's just like it stays with me. I.e. different than what my Isaka life is or the earlier shows throughout the week. It right. stays with me all week until I watch it again. Like I'm I, I I pick up on whatever happened last week. If if something small, something minute happens, I pick up on it like at a drop of a dime because I just yeah. remember it so vividly in my head because it's just that enthralling. I, I can't I can't stop. You know what I think is enthralling? What? You gotta post this whole this whole talk about summertime rendering as a separate clip, bro. I can't. This deserves <laughs> it deserves its own clip, man. This is this is a good conversation. <laughs> oh, speaking of <clears throat> own clip, let's move on to Overlord Four. You mean because uh, Mamonga was about to drop his own clip on everybody, bro? Uh, so the beginning of the episode, 
we get him talking with uh, Albedo and basically talking about how she this is going to be her first time heading out by herself and he's t- he's like gushing over her about how uh, I love that. you got to be careful you got to be safe you know when you head out to other places you know do you have a teleportation spell do you have a tele- teleportation device just in yeah, case yeah, someone yeah. tries to block the spell he's like a, a dad right he's <laughs> acting like a dad to a party. that's like alright my, my baby is heading out <laughs> and then she, he's like your immune system I know you're immune to every pos- every known disease but what if there's an unknown disease that affects you you know he's like you know she he's got being a, she a, got a world level artifact on her like that it explained to us that the world level artifact that she just was carrying around and that's to prevent anything from obviously mind controlling her oh my god mm-hmm. fuck it counters any other world level item like god damn they went to the fucking depth of the vault to get her something to protect right her. and she like just loving that he's spilling all this about her yeah loving it she is, is in, in love cause you think about it right the re I mean you gotta think Mamonga knows like if she gets mind control, ain't nobody killing her because her defense levels is fucking through the fucking roof. Like, like mm-hmm. I've talked about in previous weeks, she's unbelievably tank. She's literally the tank of 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 Nizarik. So, like, <laughs> if she gets fucking mind controlled, ain't nothing nobody can do in this entire world can, that can kill her. Nothing. Not not Mamonga. Well, he got paid to win items, so maybe <laughs> maybe he still could. Instant kill. Yeah, or something. He well, she's immune to that, but uh, there you go. Yeah, yeah. Who knows, man? Who knows? But I'm I'm glad it, they showed us that part because to get that little insight into what happened when she left, instead of her just being there and all that shit happening, was was big for me. I enjoyed that. No, we got to see uh, that king being absolutely horrified. The king? What's his name? The the one who looked like a off brand Gilgamesh. Oh, Jerkniff. Oh, the emperor. Yeah. 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 He Man. absolutely <laughs> shook down to his core. Bro, I was shook too because I wasn't expecting him <clears throat> to say him, but I think that's, um. oh, excuse me. I think that's, uh, what's his face? That's that's not actually Heinz. That's um, uh, Pandora. Yeah. Which, yeah, because they would explain a different outfit too. But yeah. regardless of what it is, Pandora's about to go out there, do massive work. Because yeah, because a Pandora's actor is still eighty percent of Momoa's powers. So it's mm-hmm. like what he destroyed it. The Warrior King. What What's interesting is that how. Because, like, obviously, I can tell that we can tell that's Pandora's actor because Pandora's actor wasn't talking like Momonga would. I think Momonga mm-hmm. would really be sincere about being happy to see the Emperor because he has no idea of the Emperor's like slide plans, like Demiurge knows. So yeah. it's like, when you think about that situation, like, Pandora's actor has an idea because he. I obviously talks to Demiurge and and he won't trust the humans as much as Momonga will exactly so it's like it's interesting to see what's gonna be the fall off from that I, I gotta I, I don't even know I'm not even sure if that's Pandora's actor I just got a, a, a weird <coughs> tickling in my tip. but but here's the thing it's like you said Pandora's actor is 80% of uh, of Momonga's power of Ayn's power right so if he fights this 
the strongest warrior in the land, right? They literally said it's the strongest warrior in the land. He's like a troll. And he one shots him. They're gonna be like, okay. <laughs> so uh what do we do in this this scenario? Cause Man. yeah. He's eighty well, percent of his power. Yep. Which is still a, a lot of power, obviously, because he has the highest mana pool, as we know, mm-hmm. in the in the the existence of this world, right? Yep. So it's literally off the charts, right? So, what is there in terms of competition Fuck if he has man. to fight somebody? And then I guess that's why we would have to go to the slain slain it slain theocracy because they're like the only people that may have something that can batter uh, eyes but not even and was that the godkin that they were talking about yeah yep yep and we know they ain't got shit on them I think they're like level 50 or some bullshit like that yeah and 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 they were horrified still uh, or at least the one who saw what he did you know was horrified of what oh none of the godkin saw yeah, no, I'm not the guy came, but the yeah. who was it? It was one of the 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 people who saw him kill the 130,000 yes. people or yes. something like okay. that instantly yeah. was horrified. Like, yeah, guy can can't do nothing to that. <laughs> True, because he's basically at that point. If you can just say, "I'm taking," I'm claiming 130 lives right now, 130,000 lives right now. What the fuck is a god king? So we got to be careful though, because the god king is the one that that did what they did to Shaltier. So <clears throat> it was three. No, it was a party of god king. Mm-hmm. Even though Shaltier did injure one, almost kill him. And but they could not kill Shaltier. Was the thing, Re- yeah, regardless of true. what they could do, right? True. They could mind control her just to stop Ooh. her, and it wasn't even a full mind control. You're right. Right, they could not kill her. So mm-hmm. it's like, and Ainz was still able to stop her, right? Was still able to get her back. Now, that just goes to show that regardless of whatever the guy can can do, it's like, if we all pull up, <laughs> it's, it's done. It's which over we, with. Which we know it's probably going to happen via the trailer. Um, and we... And we don't even need like Ainz to be there. Just send Shaltier, send uh, Demiurge, send uh, Calcatus, <laughs> just send the goons in, and that's so, it. It's done. What's funny is that there was a, we're, <laughs> I forgot where I saw this, so forgive me. But there was a meme going around that says uh, something that the most recent episode of Overlord taught me, Overlord Four taught me, is that um, humanity is fucked. Because because you think about the conversation that they had at the uh, slain theocracy with all the uh, the bishops or I think they're bishops sitting around the table and they're just discussing like, okay, we know this, we know this, we know this, we know this. But what about this? Can this beat them? Can this beat them? Can this beat them? And just everything that they said was literally nothing compared to what eyes did at that war at that fight. It was literally nothing. nothing. They talk about how strong Death Knights are. They're terrified of the Death Knights, and he has sixty thousand of them just walking around. Like it was just, it was just so much. That's what and, I love about. And they show. were saying not even their strongest men can can compete yeah. against a Death Knight, right? Like no ordinary <laughs> man is gonna compete against a Death Knight, and he's got like you say sixty thousand of them walking around. And that's what's so fucking contrast uh, about this show is because they have it so segmented, like. 
the humans have no idea what eyes is actually capable of but the viewer do and because we do <laughs> as they're talking we just sit there fucking laughing our asses off and that's what the comedy of overlord is it's not you know silly moments how they have with albedo and, and, and mari and all them all the time it's the the scenarios that these humans think they can <laughs> do anything Damn, against i have eyes. no idea but the thing is is like the humans that like that have seen mm-hmm. right they like like i said the the jerk knife dude whatever mm-hmm. he's like ain't nothing we can do <laughs> he, he like, let me know if you see anything like, like, episode, any, like come on warrior king like he was rude for him in his monologue and yeah, right. give us give me any possible way you think we can even scratch my guy right <laughs> and, and, and he's just like because i don't see it <laughs> unbelievable bro like Dude, uh, and he when he was talking about the the backlash of the magic too, yes, was like I, we asked him to cast magic. I didn't know it was gonna be that. <laughs> My thought is like, I just keep thinking about the small shit that happens, right? Like the shit where the slain pull up and they're at the the emperor's spot and they about to do the secret talk. The secret talk is about to be written down. It ain't even about to be discussed out loud. Period. Mm-hmm. For them to find out that Eyes is there, i.e. probably Pandora's actor. Like, we can probably assume that that's Pandora's actor. And just be fucking fooled. Like, it just be... <laughs> it just it just fucks up the entire Emperor's plan to, like, meet these quote-unquote allies to go against Eyes. And it just fucking shuts down everything that he's trying to do. It's fucking incredible, man. It's incredible. Right. Unbelievable show. Overlord keeps getting better. I don't know how it does it. Four seasons later, which is very hard to do. It's continuing to be great. Let's yep. move on. Last but certainly not least. So my least favorite anime of the season, um, Classroom Elite. I'm just joking. I'm just joking. Man, I- I'm gonna tell you this. We had a discussion last week that was off the air about Classroom of the Elite, <laughs> and I talked about how I can understand how people don't like Classroom of the Elite. I I, I still don't understand it because it's just not it's not how I think, but. I get why people would not like it. And it's because the only redeeming quality of the show, character-wise, is Ayana Koji. And the reason why I like it so much is because I don't give a fuck about no other characters. I just want to see this demon work. But what pisses me off is when other characters pop up. Because I know they ain't got shit on Ayana Koji. Like, from moment one, episode one, season one, I knew... They don't have shit on Ayana Koji. So for them to, you know, be this like the arrogant girl that's like his friend, his only like friend that understands who he is. Uh, what's her name? Susan A. Yeah. I can't stand her. She's fucking useless, pointless, a waste of my fucking time. I can't stand her, period. And then you got uh you got the uh the cockaroo dude from class yep. C. He's actually annoying because he's a cocky Son of a bitch. His voice actor is dope as fuck, by the way. But but he is also like he's. I feel like he's a good contrast to it because he's never been slacking. He's never been caught slacking. Yeah. So yeah. I do. I do like that, and that's kind of what gave me a little bit more interest in this episode because I was like, somebody gonna figure some extra stuff out. Iona Koji, he did his thing. He a goat for his demon. plan. He set up. That was dope. Um, and even how the beginning of the episode went, I was like, man. Bro, <laughs> he gonna step in anytime this year. He's like, nah, I'm a, I know what I'm doing. And then the fucking just the way the plans he executes just fall like come through. Like 
He knew that. Oh my God. That's what the show does so well. It does small shit that you miss, that you can miss easily. Like him meeting up with the teacher to buy the SIM card. We ain't know what the fuck that was. We know it was going to be some bullshit. We ain't know what it was <laughs> until, until the plan was laid out. But right. like they, they do this shit since season one where they would do very small things that I and Koji pays attention to that nobody would ever think of until they unveil it. His, his, until he unveils it via his inner monologue. And that's what Again, that's what Cash from the Elite is. It's very, very special in that sense because he needs to fucking take down the school. I don't know what he's doing. I think that's his plan. I don't know if that's his plan. I feel like this school got, is up to some bullshit. He got daddy issues is what it is. You think so? 100%. He got uh, daddy issues, so that's why he's trying to take the school down. But here's the thing. I don't think the, care enough. The... What's up? I don't think he cared. I think this shit is just fun to him. I think he on his uh, cognitive shit. I don't think it's fun to him. I think he literally just doing it to like because he's not trying to be bothered, right? Right. Like I think that like he has a goal, and part of his goal eventually, because like I think we talked about this before. Part of his goal is going to be that because he don't want to be at this school. Mm. But like you said, and I don't know if, if we said this on on air or not when we was recording, but like Polo said is that it's not just the school. It's the actual world, right? Like, yeah. it's not just what's happening in the school because it's the classroom of the elite, but who are the elite outside the classroom? Yep. So it's like we know that his dad is clearly probably one of the elites and is probably one of the people running this school. And Ayana Koji don't want no parts of it. He's trying to get expelled. We know he want to get expelled. But he mm. also, he playing the game. Yeah, see, I can't. And maybe you remember it better because you watched it recently. I didn't watch season one recently, so I can't remember exactly mm-hmm. every detail of it. I only remember bits and pieces from what I'm watching this season. I I don't. Is he trying to get expelled? Like so, he doesn't have he, to be a part of this elite. He said he didn't want to be in the school, and they he he said in one of the conversations in the first season that he wanted to you know be expelled from the school basically. But, didn't but they won't just met? they won't just expel him because you know they know what he's capable of basically. Right. I thought did it change when he met Susan? A? I'm not sure. I I, I can't remember, but I, I know I know that because uh, I thought her when, story has something to do with it. Yeah, when they talked about him, her or some shit. Yeah, because he said something about being expelled, and then uh, basically saying like, uh, basically said his father won't just let him get expelled. Like, mm. basically, his father said that his goal is going to be for him to get expelled, but his the dad's goal is to try to keep him from doing that and to, you know, keep him being in the school. Interesting. So Ayana Koji's goal was to not be there. That's why he was in class D and just trying to chill and not do shit because he's gonna get expelled i'm gonna have to rewind i'm gonna have to do some research my overlord kind of <laughs> classroom to figure out exactly what's what's going on there because again i haven't watched season one in years it's probably been about yeah. four years so but I wish, I wish no, this is a good episode like for me did. you said what I, I said i wish they did a recap like when the girlfriend did yeah but this this is a good episode of classroom elite bro it was a great episode it was it was like more. I felt I felt uh, I'm not gonna say I felt a lot, but like the beginning of the episode was pretty was pretty heavy. Like I don't I don't like bullies, mm-hmm. um, so to see that and I was kind of like thinking in my head like, damn, Coach, I on the coach, when you gonna walk up? When you gonna say something? You gonna say anything? But you know he got the video footage and you know obviously he gonna use that as broad material. But when is he gonna use it? You know, 
like he got he got the plans. He gonna do what he need. But also like he didn't even record it on his phone, did he? No, it was still his phone at that time. Okay. But regardless, you know, he dude is clever. Yeah, you know, he's smart. We can't take that from him. <laughs> I love the way he, he he analyzes people. Mm-hmm. And he does it through his inner monologue. He's like, okay, this guy might be one guy that might have something. Might have something going for him when it comes to like this shit. And he was talking about um, uh, Kaikaru, which is Class C's like president dude and also mm-hmm. a fellow schemer who's crushing on Suzanne. Which again, I don't know why Suzanne just sucks. She's just the <sighs> shittiest character in the show. But she's like also the other main, and is she's just awful. I hate her. I can't stand her. I, and now, if I remember correctly, I couldn't stand her in season one either. Just fucking yeah. Me. She. I feel like she just didn't do anything. Like Iona Koji did everything, and she was just in the place. He. She just. He just used her as like she's actually the the puppet master, but he's really the puppet master, you know. Right. Let let people think that he, she is. Yeah, yeah, I remember. She's fucking useless. And then he knew they were trying to figure out the phone call thing, right? Mm-hmm. So it puts him in a position where he almost gets exposed, but it's not even that far exposed, right? And he, as soon as someone says, like, who came up with this plan? Was it Suzanne or Horikita? And he's like, who else would have did it? <laughs> Come on, bro. We, we can see through you. We see through you. It's it, so it, weird, we, we, we know. Like obviously we know because we watching, but come on, bro, we see through you. We see those eyes, it's so, those those dead cold eyes. It's so much more to it that's gonna get, uh, that's gonna swim in a light, uh, Kid Cudi, for lack of a better <clears throat> word. Because it's like, it's I'm, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, it's it's gonna shock the world with how good this shit is gonna end up being. Hopefully, I don't know it yet. Polo done already read it He got the spoilers I don't I don't I just feel like the depth In the shows Goes deeper than skin bro You know You know what I think I think that you Are just an intelligent guy (laughs) And you just (laughs) see the depth In this show When it's really not there No it's actually there That's the difference Between (laughs) Between Kiss of the Night And this Cause Kiss of the Night Is just fucking Just just. He makes it too anime He makes an engaged kiss And call it a night Oh (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh, it's one thirty. I'm tired. All right, that's all right, all right. Great episode. All right, we just finished talking about Classroom of the Elite and how good this actual episode was. Um, Overlord, Overlord season four, obviously hitting us with some greatness. Keep hitting us with it. We love when it gets political, but this episode was real good. Next up, next week we get probably getting a fight. Summertime rendering, like we said, ten out of ten mm-hmm. gets better every week. Uh. On that break, though, Polo hit us with a great song for episode 162. Uh, let us know what you think about that song. Um, and get to know Mike Check Waifu Waifu. We asked, what would your one superpower be if you could choose a superpower? Let us know. Um, May in the Abyss. Come on, man. Don't sleep on it. Don't don't sleep on it. Too good. We also, uh, Polo talked about Maid I Hired is Mysterious and how it's just like an off-brand. It ain't all that great. Um we also had a sleeper evaluation. Let us know what you think about your sleepers. How are your sleepers going this season? Um, Yakuza's babysitting has levels. You know, Polo talked about the levels and oh, it made them sad, but it also you know got some good stuff going on. We also talked about our biggest disappointments for the season so far. And uh, episodes of the week were Call of the Night and uh, was it Otherworld Pharmacy? Yes. 
uh, uh, world, right. par- parallel world pharmacy. parallel world pharmacy that's what it is and polo gave us a boruto update let us know if you catch up on boruto he's almost caught up and i'm about to catch up too and that's been episode 162 of mike check waifu waifu I'm at Polo Born Fly on all social media. I'm at King Teliano on all social media. You can follow our social medias at Mike Check Waifu on Twitter and at Mike Check Waifu Waifu on Instagram. And as always, Mike, Mike, Mike. Check, 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 check. Did someone just get shot in front of you? No. I, I, Lightning? I, I unplugged my lights and it's, yeah, it's like loose now. So. Oh, bro, come on, man. I was, I, was, I was like, yo, this Polo just witnessed a murder. <laughs>